up, everybody, and welcome back to the Jets stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and as always, with me is Connor Sheeran. Connor, we're a, I think it's officially like it's it's over a week. It's like a week and four or five days. I think it's like eight days since free agency has started, right? Uh, yes, started like last Monday. Okay, so and, it's been yeah. like eightish. Yeah. yeah, it's been like eight days. The Jets are a little bit better. Um, little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. How are, you, how are you doing? I'm good. Good. Uh, yeah. I moved to a new apartment in Hoboken last weekend. So, greetings. You know, it's nice to be nice. in a new place, stretch my legs. Are you close to, like, that main jets. road? Yes, I'm actually a block away. What, but, what's the closest, like, bar? Where, where, where are you going? Uh, there's Hudson Tavern down the street for all the listeners that are familiar with are you, Hoboken and Madison. Are you north or are you closer to Jersey City? I'm north. So I'm closer to Weehawken. For anyone familiar with this area, my dad used to work at Weehawken at that blue UBS building. Oh yeah, my buddy actually works there. <laughs> yeah, my dad back in the day used to work there. Nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all right. Well, I'm glad that you're situated. How are you doing, Jesse? I'm good. I'm doing really yeah? good. I live at home right now, and my parents are gone for the week, so Ooh, no one come around. I'm better. Yeah, it's been great. I've missed living alone. It's just me and my my dog, which has been awesome. It means I have to get up earlier. And, feed my dog usually my parents have been taking care of that uh, it's not even my dog it's the family dog she's 15 course, she's, she's 15 year old cockapoo she's old Ooh. as shit she needs help getting up the stairs so she falls Damn. sometimes she's still got like a lot of energy like she wants to like be able to like hop up on the couch but she, right she but she just can't make it she can't make it anymore uh, it's tough. tough yeah it's tough. It's tough um you know what else is tough what's that Reading this Jets depth chart, man. <laughs> talk, talk about a transition right there. <laughs> Expertly handled. You know, I swear to God, guys, so Connor and I are talking right before we get on the air, and I'm just looking through the depth chart, and I just start laughing, and he's like, what? I'm like, this team still sucks so much. <laughs> You're not wrong. So, they're, they're still they're really bad. They're better. Like, like, I was like, I was like, oh, wait. The offensive line, it's the same as last year. <laughs> the only thing that, the only guy that like Adam was apparently it was a, a a depth player who apparently, according to all Charger fans, sucks. But he has an awesome mullet. So. Yeah, we, you know, <laughs> we were talking. We were all excited about like Justin Hardy last week. He's not even on the depth chart, man. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he just plays special teams. Brutal. Brutal. That's, like, yeah, they don't even so list him. They don't even list him at cornerback at all. Oh, God. <laughs> He's listed as a quarterback. The uh, transaction report. So I guess we're just gonna start with this. We're gonna go through the depth chart and just laugh, I guess. <laughs> like, like Josh Doxson's back. You remember him? TCU. He's from TCU. Drafted by the the Redskins, yeah. what, now known as the Washington Football Team, and uh, he's listed as wide receiver four on the depth chart right now. No, no, sorry. He's listed as wide receiver six on the depth chart right now. Four. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, wait. That that didn't sound right coming out either. Um, but right now, you know, we got Sam Darnold, who is, according to Corey Davis, he's the quarterback this year. Uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, that funny joke. Um, so, uh, running back, it's Ty Johnson, Josh Adams, Pete Guerrero, Gurry. Guerrero, Gary, Gary, it's G U E R R I E R O. Okay. Guerrero, Guerrero, yeah, yeah. Practice squad player. Yeah. What's this guy look like? 
Let's see. Bad I mean, he has that, no, no, no picture. No, he doesn't have a picture. He's a rookie from. Go. Can you guess where he went to school? He's a Jets undrafted rookie. I guess he was a rookie last year. I guess was he on the team? He's listed on the depth chart, and it says rookie. So like, I yeah, he's on the team. Have, he's a rookie. Can you exactly. guess where he went to school? An undrafted rookie Jets running back. There's a school. It just screams that. I would have I'll give you a hint. It's local. It's local. It's a local college. Okay. I think it's local. Yeah. It's... Well, then it's not. I was going to say Rutgers. Actually, I was also going to say Hofstra before, but then I remember they don't have a football team anymore. Uh, I don't know. UConn? I don't know. <laughs> you have to look up if it's local no, now? I, I, I'm getting in my own head. I'm 99% positive it's local. Like, where else would this be? You're going to be like, yeah, dude, of course it's local. Are you kidding me? You stupid? <laughs> you're gonna be like are you are you absolutely oh yeah justin hardy is on the depth chart that's just why okay. do they list it as that he's higher on the depth chart than gidry and lamar jackson that's not exactly encouraging it's not exactly very encouraging all right, all right. it's monmouth it's monmouth okay got that it's... miles austin connection miles austin wide receivers so... coach for the jets now <laughs> Pete Guerriero. Yeah, he is. Maybe that's how he got him. Maybe that's how he that's got right. Guerriero. Maybe this that's is right. And then Michael Perrine, who's hurt still, I guess. Yeah. Now, obviously, they've made some additions at wide receiver this offseason so far. Corey Davis and Keelan Cole, who I actually like Keelan Cole. Um, Me too. He's like a law. He's a big guy who can stretch the field. Watch, I'm gonna click on him. He's not gonna be big. He's gonna be like five ten. Mm-hmm. He's six one. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he's like a bigger guy. He can stretch the field. He runs fast. Um, he was really good when Blake Bortles was competent, and that was like a really, really brief stretch where Blake Bortles. And Gar- like, Gardner Minshew was competent too. Yeah, and Gardner <laughs> Minshew. Um, but he's twenty seven. You know, he'll he, he he'll be a fine addition. They re-signed Vincent Smith, like I mentioned before. Not obviously. No one would know this except for me. Josh Doxson's back. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was like, was, like, was, I was like did I mention when I said and obviously that was I was like. When I, when I said end, obviously, I was thinking, like, did I already say Corey Davis? But, yeah, I said Corey <laughs> Davis already. Uh, and, then, and, then, and then, obviously, you have Jamison Crowder and Denzel Mims coming back. Right. Um, right. So and they, they, they and have addressed. And they're probably going to draft somebody at wide receiver. I think I would think so. And they and they also signed Tyler Croft, tight end. Yes, I was about um, to get the tight end. Yeah, Herndon's okay, back, okay. Tyler Croft, and then we still are paying Ryan Griffin for some reason. <laughs> for some guys. Um, oh. Yeah, he's still making money from us. Nice extension. Nice extension, Magnan. Thanks, Magnan. Thanks, uh, the, the king of bad extensions. Yeah. So, Herndon, I mean, listen, I think they also – I wouldn't be shocked if they drafted a tight end. Like, Tyler Croft isn't a world beater, and you're not exactly thrilled I, with Chris Herndon so far. Um, I think Chris Herndon could be good uh, in this LaFleur offense, this Shanahan, LaFleur, you know, baby, you know, of an offense. Agreed. Uh, mixture. I used baby instead of mixture there. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just in a mess around mood today. We're just gonna have fun on this episode. The line is the same. <laughs> the exact same. The line the is, is, the line is exactly, Feeney, except it's the exact baby. same. Yeah. Exact same. Um, that is bad. That is bad. That's bad news, Bears. You know where that book when we were younger? It was um, this kid who gets lost to the zoo. It was that's good. That's bad. And it's each page is like something that's good that's happens at the zoo like a good like a goofus and gallant type of situation and then uh, then something the next page is something that's bad that happens a little (laughs) kid gets lost and he's his balloon carries him away if you're listening to this 
you probably like I and you're like age like twenty six ish, my age, like around my age, because you're a little older than me, Connor. But I am. This is a book. It was a picture book. I loved it when I was a kid. And this kid gets this balloon carries him away, and he goes throughout the whole zoo. And there's all these scary animals, and like a stork saves him from a lion. That's good. But then the lion. Uh, scratches the stork's wing so the stork falls. That's bad. And then just goes, anyway, I'm on a tangent here. Uh, <laughs> basically, when I look at the offensive line, I just think, that's bad. That's just yeah, bad. It, with the exception of Mekhi Becton. Not great, Bob. Not great. The, they, they, Joe Douglas and the Jets seem to have a massive amount of confidence in Connor McGovern. And yeah. that's, this, this isn't me taking a, a shot at Connor McGovern because I didn't think he was bad. I think with a, with a good guard next to him, He'll he'll actually be a fairly competent center because he he was forced to make up for you know two bad guards on up, like either side of him, so he was you know he was just like forced into that position. You know Greg Van Roten, not good. There's a reason why Jets fans took to call him Greg Van Rotten. Nailed it throughout the season. Nailed it. And Alex Lewis was okay in spades, but you know he he also got hurt a bunch and then. You know, fan the opposite side, the right tackle's position, but he was also a guy that struggled with injuries. And the Jets had, uh, you know, put in you know Chuma Doe, and it just it, it didn't work because he's not. And, and we, they also the Jets did draft Cameron Clark last year. He didn't. Th- did he see a did he see a play last year? I don't know if it was just all injury or just like they never know. worked into the scheme. Yeah, I didn't I feel like I didn't hear his name once in a game. I don't know. Uh, it hasn't been a great free agency for the Jets, and I think this is where too many fans are jumping the gun on criticizing Joe Douglas. He deserves some criticism, but they're jumping the gun and too many people are just like saying, you know, oh, Joe's on the hot seat. Joe's on the hot seat. Like, what the hell is he doing out there? Because he's not allocating these big con- big contracts to players. And most notably, people are jumping down his throat because of the wide receiver stuff when we know the majority of the wide receivers that have signed the contracts this year are doing the one-year deal thing because they know the cap's going up next year. And they know they're going to get paid. A guy right. like Corey Davis signed with the Jets, multiple year deal. He's okay with it. Kenny Galladay signed with the Giants the other day for a multiple year deal. They're paying him a very good amount of money. The Giants are paying Galladay. It's like eighteen and, million a year, right? Yeah, like that's a lot of money. And, and they're paying and they're paying Dory Jackson thirteen. Right. Listen, I talked about this last week also. Just because you're spending money doesn't necessarily mean that's a good thing. Exactly. Now I think that my take has evolved over the last couple of weeks on this where I was I coming I was coming off as someone who was staunchly against spending money saying it never goes right when that's not true I mean spending does help it's just it can't be the only thing you do my message to Jets fans is this you can't criticize an unfinished product you just can't okay you may think that you know better than Joe Douglas and how to build a team newsflash you don't this guy mm-hmm. is a professional. He's been doing this for a long time, and he only got this job because he was by far, this is the next guy. Like, he's the one that, got, if the Patriots needed a GM, they would have gone after a guy like Joe Douglas if Bill Belichick wasn't in the picture. Like, that's how right. they're, they're, they're just, a well, I use the Patriots because they're a well-run organization, you know? If the 49ers, hey, you know what, John, thanks for everything. We're, we're good with what you've done. And this was before Joe Douglas was available, like the year before they went to the Super Bowl. They were like, you know what, we're not believing in, in John Lynch anymore. Guess what? They probably would have gone after Joe Douglas. 
A lot of right. teams wanted this guy. There's a right. reason he's he signed a a six year deal or a five year yep. deal. He signed a six year deal. deal for a reason. Right. Let him. You know what? If he fails, let him fail. Right. But don't complain before. Like, just don't <laughs> complain before you see the finished product. Exactly. Let let the man fail. If he fails, he fails. But if he doesn't fail, you're gonna get something that you haven't had before. If you ask me, a winning, competent, every single year you're you're in it franchise, that sounds pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I Connor, I long for that. We've been on this podcast for two three years now, and it's pretty much just been we we're we're the ones bringing the good vibes. Let's just say that it's not the it's not the Jets. The Jets are no. are not bringing the vibes. No. We're trying to make things sound better and make you feel better. But what if the team did that too? <sighs> right? Like then, yes, then we, we would have, have even we, way more fun. It'd we do great. have some fond memories. We do have some fond memories. Certain games. When the Jets beat the Cowboys. That was and fun. Darnold, there was Darnold's return from Mono. And, you know, when, when we weren't, when we weren't firmly on the anti-Jamal Adams train, when he won that game with like that last play on the goal the Giants, line. And the Giants win. And the Giants know. win with Jamal Adams ripping the ball out from, you know, Daniel Jones and running back. There were back some fun the... times. We had some but, fun times. But like, dude, those are just moments. I know. Fuck those moments. It's like, Fuck okay, it's like this. I would, like this. I, would, I would trade any of those moments for a playoff appearance. Oh, I mean, without question. But you know what? You want to know what it's like compared to when you're talking about, when you're talking with your friends about Game of Thrones. And you're like, I can't, it's like, you can't even imagine going back to think like, you know, about rewatching that show because you know how it ended. So the only thing you can bear to do is you go on like YouTube and you watch like certain moments from the show and you're like, That's man, that analogy. was awesome. That's a good and it's analogy. like with the Jets over the course of the past, you know, since I guess since 2015, when there was a lot, their last winning season, you go back in the last couple, couple of years and you, you cherry pick certain things and you're like, man, that was awesome. Like, Darnold throwing that touchdown to Robbie Anderson for, you know, 90-something yards. You know, Jamal Adams getting all those sacks. Like, that was sweet. Like, that was great. And then that – because at a whole, the entire thing is just a giant pile of shit. Mm-hmm. So that's all we get. That's all we get. But circling back to what you said, it just would be nice if we had to you know – if we could actually, like, analyze a game when at least they were close or it's like they're in the mix here. Even after just a week of free agency – the players they've gotten, I think that they're heading in the right direction because yep. a they're, they're not throwing money out at receive at players like we've talked about, which was the Mike McCagnan special. That's what he did, and it showed time and time again how he was a horrific drafter. I mean, terrible, terrible, and the Jets went nowhere. They threw. I mean, we said it last week. The Jets spent, I don't know if they were the highest spender over the course of the past couple of years. They were among them. The team's been horrific. The team's been terrible. It's a, it's a combination of both free agency and the draft. I think now Joe Douglas has unfortunately placed a ton of pressure on himself to really nail the draft. Yes. Because if he doesn't, then, and the team is still shitty next year, which they're not going to be good. They're not going to be like, making the playoffs or anything like that. But I can see them being on the same level as, you know, how the Dolphins were this season, if they make the right improvements and they make the right picks. You know, not a playoff team, but they're on the up and up. But Joe Douglas has, has done, he's placed an enormous amount of pressure on himself from 
just the general media from the fan base we are a very reactionary fan base and, yeah. and you know i feel like most of us want instant gratification most american sports fans are most yeah, well, yeah that's mo- true that's most fair. not just american most all sports fans are i'm, I'm like i said american i was like the premier league fans aren't exactly <laughs> calm a calm folk There's, they, 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 they react pretty hard. exists for a reason <laughs> <laughs> you know like they're they uh they don't they don't they're not patient either um, no, not, I'm a little bit. <laughs> but like, just most sports fans are like that. I want to go back real quick. So there's just a listen. I haven't done any draft prep, um, and I used to do this a lot in college and whatnot, and love this. But you know, there's a couple of names uh, like Trey Smith from Tennessee, Wyatt Davis from Ohio State um, that I'm sure listed as round two and three guys. You're not going to get a Rashawn Slater uh, or that kid out of USC. Um, unless you use a top pick on right. him and you don't want to use that second pick. I mean, no, that's not. God, no. Right. So you're looking at like a 23 and listen, we have pick 34. Take Trey Smith at pick 34. Take Jamar Chase. Uh, no, you can't take Jamar Chase at 20. Uh, He'll be on. Yeah. There, take a wide receiver at 23 or a cornerback or a defensive end. The point of this whole exercise where we're going through the, the, the depth chart, this team is still so far away. This team is so far, away. so far away from being a contender. Now, there are pieces, but, like, I look at Corey Davis, and, yes, I'm high on Corey Davis. I think that he can be a good wide receiver for the Jets. He was a really good one for the Titans last year. And if you pair him up with Mims, you have a ton of size outside and speed, guys who can go up and get the ball. And then you have Crowder coming over the middle, and if Herndon can be a weapon, that's the, that's the shapings of a good offense. But... Looking at him on paper, I'm not a, like, I understand why Jets fan, fans aren't excited. Right. And Jets fans love to be excited. Who doesn't? All sports fans, they want to see Francisco Lindor traded to their baseball team. You know? That was like pretty had, sweet, like, wasn't it? Like, yeah, it was pretty sweet. He had a home run today, <laughs> too. It was awesome. Um, the go ahead home run. Uh, I was just thinking earlier, sorry to talk on the Mets real quick, but if you're a Jets fan, you're probably a Mets fan, too, so you, don't, you won't mind this, but. <laughs> Dude, that offense is going to be fun. <laughs> I can't wait. That offense is going to be wait. so much fun. I'm so excited. I drafted my fantasy team the other day. Couldn't get Lindor. Couldn't get Pete. Couldn't get Conforto. Got Dom. Missed out nice. on McNeil. But I got Dom, so I'm excited about that. Um, all right, anyway. The offense needs a lot of work. I think that the coaching is better than it's been in a long time. Coming from Shanahan, you're probably pretty good. That, that offense... In, in San Francisco is lethal. Obviously, Mike LaFleur doesn't have Kyle Shanahan's brain, uh, mm-hmm. but they believe in similar things, and that has me that has me optimistic. Put it this way. As far as coaching goes, the bar is so far on the floor. It's, it's below the floor Co- compared to what we're coming from. Even, like, even a market improvement in that department is an improvement. All like right. we're coming, we're going where we were going from Adam Gase and Dala Loggins to Robert Sala and Mike Lafleur, and while Sala and Lafleur are unproven in both of their positions, guess what? Adam Gase and Dala Loggins both had experience in their respective positions when they came to the Jets. They were horrible, so we're taking a swing here. But like I said, bar is very much on the floor. So, all right, I'm gonna let's play a quick game. You ready? Before we get, before we talk about that man Robert Sala, I am. 
I'm going to get real close to the mic here. Can, <laughs> can you name the Jets' last seven offensive coordinators? And I use seven because that's one of them was an offensive coordinator for like six years. So we're going to just, <laughs> he's going to be the, the cutoff. Okay. Dahl Loggins. There's one. Jeremy Bates. I'm going to stop doing that voice. There's two. <laughs> um, oh, my God. What's his name? Uh, Chan Gailey. Okay. There's three. Um, Brian Schottenheimer. There's four. Um, oh. Two more. Wait. Play- no, three more. Who replaced Bates after he got fired? Was that Chan Gailey? Was Gailey after Bates? Loggins, or is there someone Loggins in- replaced Bates. Loggins replaced Bates. I don't know. There's, other, I mean, there's, there's others. You don't have to stick to that. That. I, it's, gonna be, no, it's gonna be, it's gonna be one of those things where when you say it, I'm gonna know the other ones. Okay. In 2012, the six and ten New York Jets had Tony Sperano That's as their offensive coordinator. Oh, the following okay. year, the Jets go eight and eight with Marty Mordenweg at the I, helm. Marty gets fired the year after, along with Rex Ryan, after a four and twelve campaign. And Todd Bowles brings in Chan Gailey. Got it. Okay. That all makes sense now. That all makes sense now. Tony Sperano, another ex Dolphin guy yep. that the Jets just couldn't st- seem to stay away from. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> ESPN Plus information. Let's go. But so Bill Barnwell did a things that he didn't like and it was on the Jets feed so I'm wondering what he thinks that he didn't like from the offseason let's let's move on to Robert Sala as I do this Um, Robert's this defense is has me a whole lot more excited than that offense let me let's just start there okay My, my excitement level is just way higher like I'm using my hands here, but my left hand is low and my right hand is high. And that's, and there's like a good foot difference there. Like it's a whole foot worth more of excitement. It's a lot of excitement when you're a using your excitement. hands to measure things. All right. Um, <laughs> so the auditions, the auditions, the additions so far, uh, left defensive end. Uh, so I guess left end is Carl Lawson, newly acquired. Carl Lawson came from the Bengals. We talked about him last week. He has the chance to be the best pass rusher the Jets have had since... He's coming in already as the best pass rusher the Jets have had since Jonathan Abraham. Better than Calvin Pace. He's better than Sean Ellis. He's better than Jordan Jenkins. Muhammad Wilkerson. In 2015, not 2016. I don't know. Well, that that was all pro. That was like the only guy better than him in the league was J.J. Watt at that time. And then he just Mm -hmm. decided not to try... Then he he took his extension and... And he that was it <laughs> he got his bag man Good he for got him. his bag I, I, I was rooting I, you know I, I not I wasn't rooting for him then but I'm rooting for him now because if you can finesse a bag like that good on you yeah um, so the next edition um, most recent edition the Jets have made Sheldon Rankins former first round pick I think he went to Louisville um, he played for the Saints he is really, really good when he's healthy. You pair him up with Quinnen Williams and Carl Lawson, 
and you throw John Franklin Myers or Bryce Huff or anybody in there with them, that and then you rotate my boy Folorenzo Fadokasi <laughs> in there. Indeed. Maybe sprinkle a little Nathan Shepard in. This the point is this 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 defensive line is gonna be scary. It's gonna be solid, yeah. Scary. It's gonna be good. And, and it's very rare you go on Twitter and you see like just random like national NFL guys talk about the Jets because like other than making fun of them, but after the Rankins and the Carl Lawson signings, everyone's like, take a look at the Jets. Look at look what they're doing on on that D line. That's uh. Right. I mean, it, could be we, a have unit. To, we have yet to see them in action, but it's comparable—not comparable, but I mean, I haven't really felt like this. I guess good going into a season about a defensive line than since the Sons of Anarchy days with Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson, and Snacks, Snacks Harrison, all on the line, and I mean, they were the best in the league, yeah. bar none. And, you know, that's something that we knew going into really that season come, you know, that they would, and then you added Leo and you had Leonard Williams to that season as well. He obviously wasn't, uh, you know, as big of a, uh, big of a player in that regard uh, as the other three, but this all fits into, you know, I cracked a joke about it when the Jets signed Rankins the other day that it wouldn't be a Jets off season without them signing or drafting an interior defensive lineman. It's just, they just have to do it. I think it's part of like a general manager's contract with the Jets. Uh, it, they have it's, to add at least one interior defensive lineman every offseason. Yes, yes. And they, they actually they tattoo it on your <laughs> under your arm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but Rob, but for any Jet fan that's concerned or annoyed by that, Robert Sala's defense is a four three. It's got to have four guys in the line. That's just the way that, that this defense is yeah. going to work. So uh, he's going to have he was going to have to add it. Obviously, he wasn't completely sold on the guys that were swapping in and out of the line last year with the exception of obviously uh Quentin Williams but you know this is just what was going to happen he, and I, I welcome it I mean he, yeah. who knows what who knows what he's going to do in the draft he's obviously not going to draft a, a defensive lineman high but this defensive line has some serious potential to do some damage especially Sheldon Rankins is a uh what I've read from Bengals fans and other players is that He's had a bit of an, an injury history, but he's a big guy that can. I saw a clip of him the, uh, the other day, actually, when jumps right off the ball and he goes right through the center. Yeah, he like I saw, when I tell you he goes right mover. through it, he was like, it's like the center wasn't even there. Yeah. Like he, I think so we probably got, saw the same clip. Right, so he's got the talent. He can he can do it, and you know what? I think what the Jets have kind of needed. Like, if there's one thing that the Jets have actually been kind of decent about over the last few years, which it has, obviously hasn't been a lot, is that they've always seemed to have a decent run defense. Yeah. They always seem to kind of have that end of the ball sort of figured out. And I think that that trend will continue like, this it's, it's not just the front-end talent. They've always been deep at that position right. for, a, for a while. So defensive line's going to be good. I think, I think that they should – Look at adding another defensive end. You can never have enough good pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce Huff isn't exactly a world beater, and neither is Jabari Zuniga. Um, and then they have a guy named John Daka as the third string right yeah. end. Well, his depth chart just lists, I think, the practice squad guys. Yeah, just yeah. Don't know, so. so um, next up, so you mentioned that they're switching to a 4-3, and that's a good transition to talk about the linebackers. 
so right now, middle linebacker is going to be played by C.J. Mosley. Will, which is weak side, is going to be Blake Cashman. And Sam, which is strong side, is going to be newly added Gerard Davis. I'll get to Gerard Davis in a second, but I do want to talk about Blake Cashman. He's injury prone. He, he's Very shown, much. He's shown that he's injury prone. The Jets can't go into this season with Blake Cashman as their only competent Will linebacker. He, Correct. He can't. He can't he, he, first of all, I don't think he – I'm I'm interested to see how he handles that position because it's a position that you need to be able to cover a lot of ground and be able to, you're going to need to be able to play pat like good pass defense and that's something that people are expecting Gerard Davis to be good at somebody who can cover a lot of ground and and cover tight ends and running backs. Not sure Blake Cashman can do that. He played middle linebacker in a three four. You don't have as many responsibilities uh, when it comes to pass coverage. You played you know in your in your little bubble and when not you're not covering as much. Obviously, you have C.J. Mosley coming back, who when he's healthy and when he's motivated and when he isn't afraid of the coronavirus, which, no shame. <laughs> no listen, shame at all. No shame at all. But, you know, he's, he sat out last season. The Jets have had him play. He's played a half of football for the Jets, and he, he's making quite a lot of dollars from them. So it would be nice to see him perform this year. Um, and and you know, worst-case scenario, you know, he plays well enough, and I don't know, maybe they can – Make a trade for him before the deadline in the middle of the season. Cause they cut him. I don't even know what don't the penalty hate that. is. Don't hate that. I can't see. I can't see them cutting cutting Mosley just because they haven't seen enough and like they know the talent's there. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not it like, remains you... in his like year and a half away from from playing football. Yeah. In the incredibly unlikely event that the Jets trade down and keep Sam Darnold, it depends where they trade down to. But you know, I wouldn't hate adding a they'd probably go offensive line but a guy like a micah parsons someone who can potentially replace cj mosley but also play outside as well are you saying are you just saying is micah parsons the he's like the highest line he's like the best linebacker to come out of college in quite a while and is more than just a traditional linebacker he's a guy who he's like luke keekley he's he's special he's really really good um and someone that will upgrade any defense i'm using air quotes here an option if the, Jets, if the Jets, for some reason, are stupid and trade down and keep Sam Darnold and decide not to go with an offensive lineman to protect Sam Darnold, I guess take a linebacker. I wouldn't hate right. – I wouldn't be – I would – I'll put it this way. I would talk myself into that within a week. Because <laughs> and, and, and only because he went to Penn State. That's the only reason. Why. I was about to say, are you saying that because he went to Penn State? Are you, is that what you're saying? And also, he's kind of dead to me too. Like, I don't like him that much because he, he opted out of the season and – hurt my feelings by doing that and also he like scummed my buddy who runs a business and so anyway shout out los angeles that's enough with the linebackers it's a group that could that that is an improvement especially it's gonna be better because you you're adding cj mosley and gerard davis is an upgrade over i don't know i mean guess outside linebacker is a very different position in a three four so you can't even compare him to jordan jenkins anyway well yeah they lost they've lost they lost Jordan Jenkins and they lost Frankie Louvu. Louvu, and then they also lost uh, what's his name? Harvey Lange. <laughs> they lost him too, but that wasn't who Did I was thinking. Did lose Harvey Lange? Hewitt, Neville Hewitt. Neville Hewitt. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, that's a bit of a bummer to be honest. Yeah, I liked him. I did All right, Hewitt. Corner. Oh wait, no, he's still in. Neville Hewitt's still here. Who are we Is talking he? about? Yeah. I don't see him listed on the depth chart. Weird. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. Maybe there's something going on with that. Let's go into the secondary. 
the Jets' number one need right now is quarterback. Yes. They need a quarterback. 100%. There's a there's a guy who just got released or uh, they mutually parted ways I guess it was he was on the Steelers I forget his name Nelson Nelson maybe it's like no they call him Nelson Stephen Nelson yeah, Stephen Nelson, Nelson uh, and then Kawan Williams who we mentioned last week he is deciding between the Jets the Lions and I think the 49ers and I really hope he comes to the Jets because they they parted ways with uh, Brian Poole um, so right now. It is Bless Austin at left corner. Right corner is Bryce Hall. Backups are Corey Ballantine, not good. Justin Hardy, newly signed. He's good at stuff. I don't know how good he is at coverage, but he's really good on special teams. Um, Javelin Gidry, Kyron Brown, Zane Lewis, Lamar Jackson. I hope I never have to say the last four names. Of those not names exactly an, an encouraging uh, Yes. Encouraging. N- now, now the the safety position is one of the Jets' stronger positions. Um, honestly, three deep: Lamarcus Joyner, Marcus May, Ashton Davis. And if they got Keanu Neal, that would have been awesome. That would have been nice. Getting um, Keanu Neal would have been nice. Very nice. That would have been awesome. But I think Lamarcus Joyner is really good, strong safety. He's had some really good seasons. He had over a ninety PFF grade one year at safety. Yeah, it was. Uh, and he's it, people are going to ju- jump and look at the fact that. When he's his entire time with the Raiders really, yeah, was pretty bad. He played, but the Raiders, the Raiders essentially forced him into the nickel corner, mm-hmm. and he obviously he obviously wasn't good there. So if they, and I think uh, he's small. Like he, he, if you're playing nickel, you 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 can you you should be small. But like he's five seven, yeah, and he's more of a downhill guy who can le- like put a big hit on you. Right. I remember yeah. having him on my Madden Ultimate team a couple nice. of years ago, and. That guy laid the hammer down, and I mean, granted, it was a video game, but a little, a little guy ain't supposed to hit like that. Um, the Jet and Connor Hughes, I think, said it that the Jets didn't sign Joiner for him to stay on the bench. Correct. So even though they have Ashton Davis, who would have theoretically played opposite Marcus May going into the season, it's probably going to be Joiner, and Mark, and they're going to have Ashton Davis because he's been sort of described and we saw a bit of it last year but when he was playing but he got uh he unfortunately you know he, he missed some games and he'll probably be more of that hybrid type of player right. you know as we used to affectionately call blitz boy when he was on our team that's the type of player ashton davis is probably going to be and the jets are definitely going to rely on joiner and may to fill those safety spots and it's going to be too probably going to end up being two free safeties which will be interesting rather than a free and a strong but you know they're probably going to try some just because like we were talking about the linebackers they just don't really have a true solid like group there that if they don't fix that or if it's still a question mark going into the season ashton davis is probably going to be relied on a little bit more to bounce back in between sort of uh those two positions i i would not hate at all if Salah coaches the hell out of these guys and Amen. somebody somebody pops up and is like, I right, this job's mine, I'm taking it. Because the job's there. Bryce right. Austin and Bryce Hall don't have a good handle on those jobs right now. So Right. Bryce yeah. Hall we saw we saw flashes and he was Yeah. He was he was drafted and everyone described him as everyone described him as like a, a steal because of him missing I think he missed that entire last season he was in school because of injury, but Everyone just everyone said that you know had he played that he probably would have gone in the first round. Jets got him in the fourth, I think, and 
he had that interception in there in that Rams game, that like one handed interception. They were, I think pretty sure every single Jet fan was like, uh, like it was great to see, but we really wanted the Jets to lose. <laughs> yeah. So like it was cool. Congratulations, that, but like but, maybe like, don't we, do that next time. Yeah, don't don't do it in this game. <laughs> like <laughs> or any game, so, you know, or any game this season, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, secondary needs work. Yes, this exercise took 40 minutes, but we had a good time doing it, and yep. it's all about the friends we made along the way, right? Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, though, I, I, this is a team that needs a lot of work, and we've, we've talked about it already during this podcast, but just take a breath, let the man, let Joe Douglas build this team into his vision, let's see the finish, like, he's going to tell you, Woody Johnson's going to be like, and like it'll be obvious, you're gonna know when this happens. There's, it's either gonna be an addition, a player breaks out, like they draft Zach Wilson and he's awesome, or Sam Darnold stays and he's awesome. At some point, when the in this process, the Jets are gonna have a chance to do something, and there's gonna be expectations. These expectations form naturally. It, you use your eyes, and you use your ears. You listen to what the guys who are running the team have to say, and you watch what they do and what the players do. And then you form your opinion. If you were any good at evaluating talent, you'd be in a front office right now evaluating talent. But you're not. You're a fan. Same Just as like me. Us. Same as me. <laughs> I cover sports for a living because I'm not good enough to build a team or play <laughs> the sport. You know, like there's a reason we the reason we host a podcast and aren't in yeah. the front office, <laughs> right? We and we give our opinions, but we also know that we, in the grand scheme of things, like I'm not texting the general managers around the league, being like, "Hey, what do you think of this move?" I'm not, I'm not a beat writer. I don't have that access. But we'll get. We'll, we're not going to bullshit you here. Yeah, we've been doing. We've been watching this team just as long as you have. Kind of do know we're talking about at the same time. You know, or else we wouldn't be hosting this podcast. Exactly. So, you know, just trust the guy. Trust the process. Trust the process. Look but, at all the other teams around and how they do it. And look, if you take a close look, Joe Douglas is doing it just like they do. Just got to find the quarterback. Everything else is going to fall into place. Let right. the guy pick his quarterback. If he picks Sam Darnold, so be it. You're locked in the Sam Darnold now, Joe. Congrats. You're probably exactly. going to be out of here because it was a bad decision. <laughs> It's a matter of it, you know, and I think who said it before? I think it might have been Mina Kimes, where it's sim- similar, similar to the draft type of thing, where it's not it's not only putting pressure that Joe Douglas by not drafting a quarterback, he puts enormous pressure on himself, like he already has with the rest of the draft, but it also puts an unbelievable amount of pressure on Sam Darnold because yeah. if he doesn't succeed again, guess what? That's it. He's out of the league. Yeah. Or he's, def- or he's definitely not, yeah. at the at the bare minimum he's definitely not starting anywhere. And I don't think he based on what's happened over the past week and before that and the Jets not trading him and all the moves that have been made, he doesn't have a starting position anywhere in the league, I think. He just needs to go somewhere else unless he gets, and get unless... a fresh start. Yeah, he needs to go to somewhere else, get a fresh start and ha- and have his clock reset because he's exactly. 23, he's younger than some rookies sometimes. Yep. Maybe, maybe like Brandon so, Eden. He's younger, he's, he's younger than Joe Burrow. Than- yeah, he's younger, younger than Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. You know what? He's younger than Joe Burrow. And we, we can keep on pounding our chest and saying that, but eventually Joe Burrow's going to grow up, and he's not going to be a kid anymore. And Sam Darnold is entering year four. So either he impresses with the Jets, he gets cut by the Jets or traded by the Jets, or 
he has a new chance somewhere else. And I think the best option for him is to go somewhere else. Good, good segue because today, twenty third, just today. So yesterday on Monday, Corey Davis said some things. He was told that Sam Darnold is going to be. Actually, was that today? Did that happen today? Am I mixing my days up? Uh, no, yeah, it happened today. You're right. So it happened today. I'm looking at the wrong article. Then today, Corey Davis said that he was told that Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback, and that's what, like, one of the reasons, I guess, why he signed. Or maybe he wasn't one of the reasons, but they told him that while he was signing. I like to believe it was that. They were like, oh, yeah, by the way, Sam's starting as he's signing his contract, and he just, like, takes it off like, oh, that's cool. All right, sounds good. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I'm hoping that's what it was, not, hey, so Sam Darnold's staying here. That convinced you to come here. And, and, And Corey's like, Really? Sam, you, you, I believe Sam it? Darnold. Sam, the <laughs> Sam Darnold. Oh, give me that contract right now. Give me, me, give me your hey, line. sir. Give me your pen. Yes, <laughs> yes, that one with the feather. Yes, and he signs with a big ass feather on this pen. Yes, that's exactly what I do not hope happened. I am not a fan of that. I am firmly anti Corey Davis signing with the Jets because it was Sam Darnold, is the quarterback. I mean, holy hell, he would be. Does he know something we don't? I, I, I mean, well, I, clearly, clearly he knows something we don't. If that's the impression he got, I, I mean, I got a whole tangent about like how we this, don't know anything. I mean, this just strikes me. Maybe we don't know anything, as, anything. Yeah, it just strikes me as a month out from the draft. It's the Jets playing smoke screens. People like Ralph Acciano like stirring the pot. What? Just stirring the pot. Bullshit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I, I think it's just it's just that it's just. Reports like always come out this time of year. It's just Connor. either either it's Douglas in the front office just it's kind of releasing some info or Connor just trying to throw people off the trail. They haven't even gone to Zach Wilson's pro day yet. It hasn't happened yet. Oh my god! <laughs> like it hasn't even happened yet. How do you I even know. know that you want Sam Darnold as your quarterback? You haven't even seen the kid throw yet recently. I did. I think they went to was Trey Lance's today or. Within the past couple of days, I'm pretty Mac sure. Jones, Mac Jones went did, did stuff today. So did Rondell yeah. Moore. I wouldn't mind having Rondell Moore. Did you see the story about Najee Harris? No, no. That he that he's he, he was trying to fly from wherever he's from. Is he from like Is Louisiana? Is this the plane? I saw something about yeah. the plane. And yeah, so he was trying I to fly. Ryan, they grounded uh, it for lightning. Rasilla was like. Frankly, if you don't fly on a private plane, I don't want you on my team. <laughs> like, no, he, he was like, you know, he was trying to fly and it got grounded for lightning. So in order to not miss pro day, he, he drove like 10 hours from wherever he's from. Oh, I that's, think that's fantastic. To Alabama. He wasn't even like scheduled to do, to do anything today. He just wanted to be there for his teammates. Damn it. That's, a kid that's even want. better. Right? <laughs> you know what? That 23rd pick may need to go to Najee Harris. God damn. <laughs> I'm serious though. That's a teammate right I know there. I I know I was like saying like I'm not like a talent evaluator or anything, but I've you know I've watched my fair share of football over the last couple of years in person uh, as a as a you know a local beat reporter in Mississippi and I mean what a better place to watch you know football than Mississippi? I got to watch Najee Najee Harris play in person and be like right there. Not bad. I was right about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I was in on him the moment I saw him in person the year before. Najee is I have the same feeling about Najee. 
He's he's good in pass protection. He's good. He runs between the between the tackles, outside the tackle. He catches the ball. Has great hands and can run routes and just a, a smart football player. You know what? The cardinal rule is not to spend a first round pick on a running back. I wouldn't hate him at twenty three. I would love him at thirty four. Thirty four, I, I can get on board with doing a running back. I would love him at thirty four. I would. I mean, the Jets have more pressing needs than running back, so I would hope that they wouldn't hey, spend man, a yeah. first round pick on him. But at thirty four, sign me the fuck up. That kid. Is number awesome. yeah, number two has obviously got to be quarterback. Twenty three is the one that's more up in the air. Yeah, they're not going to get a lot of quarterback help. One guy isn't going to come in and fix the problem, so they're going to have to draft a quarterback somewhere. Wouldn't Let's hate one at twenty three. A guard, offensive guard, would be great to pick up at twenty three because they need one bad now. I'm gonna look at but, yeah. the first yeah. mock draft that comes up on Google. So this is Bucky Brooks twelve hours ago. I already don't like it because he has oh, us taking no. Penny Suell at two over. It, the headline is Bucky Brooks 2021 NFL Mock Draft 2.0. Jets pass on QBs in favor of Penny Suell at number two. Shoot me in the face, Bucky Brooks. So it goes Lawrence, Suell, Jamar Chase. Atlanta gets Zach Wilson. Cincinnati gets Rashawn Slater. The Eagles get Justin Fields with Jalen Hurts. Yo, this is crazy. Absolutely not. Um, Carolina gets Trey Lance. Detroit takes Jalen Waddle, I guess, for Goff. I mean, he's going to need help. <laughs> Caleb Farley goes want, to Denver. Just, yeah. they just... Okay, Cowboys get Elijah Vera Tucker. Giants take Greg Rousseau. You guys really don't care about this mock draft, so I'm going to go back to I'm gonna go to the 23rd pick, where the Jets take, oh my God, ETN. That's an all-time bad mock draft for the Jets right there. That's an all-time bad. I mean, that that's basically saying that the Jets don't trade back. They keep Sam, and they, they don't draft a quarterback. His reasoning, let's see. Jets shift <laughs> to a Shanahan offense that could make ETN the perfect fit as a one-cut runner with home run speed and acceleration. Oh, my God. This is so bad. They pay him to – They pay him to do this? I, I feel bad because I got – Bucky Brooks definitely has forgotten more football than I know football, but Bucky, this is I, – I just disagree, man. I just disagree. Here's a good one. Wilson, Walter football. This is the second one I clicked on. Zach Wilson at two. I'm on board with that. Gets extra clicks. Glorious. I feel like Get that's like extra a, clicks. Yeah. Get the little, slideshow that's going. A, that's a scheme. Is that why Bleacher Report does it, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Extra clicks. Yeah, pretty much. By the way, while we're waiting for this, I wasn't going to mention this earlier, but we'd already moved on, but I'll bring it back up now. You mentioned Game of Thrones earlier and like how you you rewatch like just the clips that you want to rewatch and not the whole show. Well, my little brother came home and visited last week. I pick him up from the airport and he's like, oh, I'm rewatching Game of Thrones. I'm like, why? Well, yeah. First of all, that was my first reaction. Why? Why? He's like, like, well, because it's the greatest show of all time. And so we had a whole argument about what the greatest show of all time was <laughs> to start just to start his vacation home because he goes to school in Boulder, um, which and he's fine by the way. Everything that happened, thank thank it's goodness, um, he's okay. Um, but we had a huge. This is not even loading. This is, we had a huge argument. Oh, there we go. Huge argument about Game of Thrones, and it just lasted the whole week. Where like I would like oh. walk in on him watching, and I would I refused to like be with him while he was watching. I was like I I, I just. I refuse to have this show in my life ever again. Walk in, and it would piss him off so much when I would talk like shit about this show. 
because I love the first six seasons, and then the last seven seasons fine. The eighth season is a, a monstrosity. It's just, uh, it's just the worst. And he was watching the final season, and so I would just like make like a snide comment here and there, <laughs> and eventually like it boiled over. Hold on, hold on, hold on, this is your favorite. Hold on, her sister was a witch, right? And what was her sister? A princess, the wicked witch of the east, bro. <laughs> You're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? She wore a crown and she came down in a bubble. I'm not fighting with you. Grow up. Grow up. Get educated, but Najee Harris at 23. I don't hate it, water football. I don't hate it. As long as as long as they get the quarterback at two. But I just there's obviously there's just Wilson and Najee with Corey Davis and Crowder and Mims. And that's a fun little core I can. That's a fun. That's a you fun. Know what, you know what that gives me? That gives me like Knicks vibes. Okay. Does that makes sense. You know they're not going to be like really good, but they're going to be, be fun, fun and competitive. Warm your heart and win games that they're not supposed to. New coach who is like everyone loves. You just want to like rub his head and get like good luck and. It just go, yeah, it goes. It goes back to what we were saying. It's like they they're competitive. The games might be close, but it shows that the team is getting better. That's all we you want know? to see. That's just all we want to see. Getting better. I want to see I, good it, chemistry. I, I started Ted Lasso today. We need Robert to be Ted, but like also yes. know what he's talking about. But more, a more intense Ted. A more intense. When I say Ted Lasso, I mean just change culture, not anything yes. else that Ted Lasso did, because we don't need not to be throwing cake parties <laughs> after work. losses. Yes. Um, I no, no, that's not what we need. That's what. AFC Richmond needed, but that's not what <laughs> that's New, not what not what Jets, need. Jets need. Um, so yeah, as long as Sam Darnold isn't the quarterback, I'm gonna be feeling better about things. And then if he is the quarterback, which would disappoint me to put it lightly, I'll have to talk myself into it, I guess. And I probably, I'm probably going to, but I'm not gonna like it. I'll tell you that much. I'm gonna watch like one Sam Darnold like hype nope, video. I won't I'll even do that. Back in. I'm already, I'm already like, back in. You said I'm that. You in. said that, and my skin crawled. That's where I'm at right now. I was <laughs> like, oh, literally. There's no, nothing sounds worse than that. That's just <laughs> you couldn't pay me to watch a Sam Darnold Darnold hype video. God, damn. Oh no. I think that's enough for today. Did we hit everything we wanted to talk about? Yeah, we talked a lot of Game of Thrones actually. That was pretty fun. Yeah, fuck. Not so much. Not so. That fun, wasn't. That wasn't planned. That wasn't so, fun at all. <laughs> I know some of you have PTSD out there, and I, I apologize for bringing back those memories. So, with that, we are finished. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is a little lighter than normal, and I think we're gonna continue to do this because honestly, I'm tired of being doom and gloom and upset about this team. Enjoy the ride we're on. The the, yeah. ma the magic carpet ride that Robert Sala is providing us. And hopefully it's more magic than carpet. If that makes sense. It does. Any last words? Go Jets. Well said. Go Jets. Peace. <laughs>